0: You're about to listen to A True Story Told Live, because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre, and me, Molly Naylor. Are you ready for your next speaker? Yeah, um, here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome Nick Jackson. Thank you. Went. Is that okay? uh, yeah, that's okay. Nick Jackson, thank you hello um i um I had a very sheltered upbringing um i, I grew up in a tiny village uh, just just outside Beckall's in Norfolk um, and it's nice to find it on a map It's that small um um, and it's called Toft Monks. Probably nobody's heard of Toft Monks. Um, in fact, I didn't even grow up in Toft Monks. I grew up in a in a tiny hamlet. Uh, there were three houses, um, and it was called Maple Green. Isn't that lovely, Maple Green? Um, it was very very quiet. Um, it was the kind of place where um, you know, if the local cats walked down the street, then people were looking out the windows saying, oh, I wonder where he's going, that, that <laughs> kind of place. Um, and uh, uh, so I, you know, I was sort of very cocooned in this tiny village. Um, so I, I knew very little about, about the world, the ways of the world. Also, I, I was a child, I had childhood asthma. Um, I've just about grown out of it now. But um, it, was very, it was fairly bad when I was little and I can remember lying in bed by myself at night just, you know, wondering whether I was going to get the next breath in. And I realised at an early age that breathing is actually essential to being alive, to staying alive. <laughs> um, so um, when I was 20, um, I... I thought, well, I've had enough of toff monks now. You know, I've been living here f- for a long time. Uh, it's time to see the world. So, you know, I can go anywhere I want. Um, where shall I go? Um, so I thought, well, um, I'll buy a cheap plane ticket to New York, and um, I'll hitchhike from New York to Mexico City. Um, it's, it's only two thousand six hundred and twenty-eight <laughs> miles. How hard can that be? <laughs> I mean, if you're hitchhiking, you just you know, you put your thumb out and uh, somebody comes along eventually and, and picks you up and then takes you along. And it's like that. Um, I didn't realise that um, uh, it's, some people think it's a very funny thing to do when they're driving along and they see a hitchhiker. Um, they wave and uh, they they slow down. And they, they kind of pull in towards the side. And so, you, you know, you get your rucksack on and you start running. Um, and they wait until you've almost got your hand on the car door. Um, you, they can see the whites of your eyes. You know, you're absolutely, you're nearly there. And then they drive off in a, in a cloud of dust and spray you with gravel and leave you standing there by the side of the road. Um, uh, but um, one chap who did pick me up uh, was a truck driver. Uh, he was a very large, large man. When I got in the truck, I realized, you know, that he, that he was taking out most of the driver's side of the car and, uh, you know, how sometimes there's space between the wheel and, the, and your tummy when you're sitting in the driver's seat. Well, there, there was no space. It was kind of overflowing onto the steering wheel. So I thought, you know, how is he doing this? Is he kind of steering with his tummy? What's he doing? Um, anyway, uh, we got on very well. He was a lovely, lovely fellow. Um, and uh, we got on so well that eventually he took um, a marijuana joint out of his glove compartment. And he said, you know, would you, would you like to try some marijuana? You know, so I thought well i 'm twenty, you know I can do anything now, <laughs> so um, we started sharing this this joint, and uh, i don 't know I mean you look very innocent and kind of as though you wouldn 't have done this kind of thing, but um, uh, we, um, when when you 've had a few a few uh, puffs of of marijuana, things start to be f- to to seem very funny, like um you know ordin- very ordinary things that normally wouldn 't make you know, <laughs> and um, barns in the field and cows and things like that you know, oh there 's another telegraph pole ah. so uh, we went along laughing you know through the through the um countryside the um, of Tennessee or wherever it was and um uh Eventually, he said, um, "Oh, you know, would you like to hang out with us this evening? Some friends and I are going to get some pizzas, and we're going to get some beers in. And you know, what do you think of that?" So, so you know, I was twenty, and I thought, oh, "Here I am. You know, I've I've arrived. This is this is the world. This is what happens in the world." So, um, we had the pizzas and the beer. And uh, after a few beers, I was starting to feel as though I'd had enough for the for the day. You know, a long journey. I sort of um, all his friends had left by then, and um, he um, uh, he said, "You know, would you like would you like some more marijuana? I've got another cigarette here." Um, so I said, "No, you know, I'm I'm okay." And he sat down in the chair next to me, and um, he just took an enormous drag on this cigarette and he brought his mouth very close to mine, very, very close to mine, and um, uh, he exhaled into my mouth. Um, So I just remember sitting there thinking, can you die of uh, smoke inhalation? Um, Well, obviously, I didn't die. Um, And... um, uh, but you know i i i i I thought at that point I thought, well, maybe it's time i I left now, so I got my bag out of the truck and i start- I just started running. I thought you know I've got to get out of here um so I ran and ran and ran, and um eventually i I took shelter under some trees um and uh, I could hear police sirens going and um I was thinking, oh, my God, you know, he's called the police. They're going to come and find me, and they're going to arrest me for stealing a rucksack, which was mine to begin with, but <laughs> you just uh, yeah. um, So anyway, um, I told this story to two friends when I got home, um, two of my student friends. Uh, one of them um, said to me, you know, was, was there a tube? You know, did he have a tube to blow the smoke in? Um, no, there was no tube so so uh, there's no tube okay, so i could I could he- hear the clockwork going round you know so okay, um, and I told this story to another friend, and he was a bit of a pothead, uh, so he you know he'd got lots of experience, so he said, "Oh, that was a really friendly thing to do um, that 's called a blowback." When you do that, you know, give them a mouthful of smoke. That's very funny. Um, not to be confused with a blow job, which was another thing that I was offered in New York. Um, but um, that's another story. Um, um, when I when I think about about the, this fellow, I think well, although I was paranoid at the time, I think that um he d- he did a good thing for me really, because he uh he broke through this kind of barrier that I'd kind of put around sex kiss and the first of money and if he hadn't if he hadn't done that i don't know, maybe I'd still be you know in a in a little house in Toffmunks you know wondering about where the world was um and so I'm thankful you know to him for kind of starting me on my journey of coming out as a gay man um thank you very much for listening you've been a lovely audience